quite short, but how long it stays in your life is dependent on you. It's short, but the impact will be dependent on how long you shall keep the word. So I did not have a title for the message, because I only received it in the morning. I was praying, oh God, what message? Was I even talking with my brother and saying, there's no title, there's no new. So what are we going to do? So now, uh, as I was singing today, um, God dropped something in my spirit. Amen. So maybe we can entitle it, Dry Bones Come Alive. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go to the book of Ezekiel 37. The entire scripture. Although we're not going to read it. And John 20. Although we're not going to take time to read it. Amen. I said the message is short. So now, when we look at Ezekiel 37, Ezekiel was taken by the Spirit of the Living God. And when he was taken in the Spirit, he was taken to a place where there were dry bones. Amen. There were dry bones all over the place. And then God asked Ezekiel to say, Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? And Ezekiel said, only you know. Amen. And then, after he answered like that, God told him to prophesy. Tell them to prophesy. Prophesy. So God told him to prophesy that the dry bones come together. And when he prophesied the first time, the dry bones came together. And then God told him again to prophesy that there should be breath in those dry bones. Amen. Amen. So now when we look throughout scripture, we look at the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God doing great wonders and doing great signs using different people. Amen. Amen. And God wants to do something great in your life. Was it that all my friend, all these guys left me in the car? I felt the glory of God come. And I was asking myself, say, why? And after I came back from the car, I stood there at the door and the intensity of the glory was there. So I was like, Lord, what do you want to do? He wants to do something new in your life. So now, interestingly, when you look at the tribes coming together and coming alive, it's similar to what happened on the day of Pentecost. Because at that point of time, the Holy Spirit would not come until they were in one accord. The Spirit of God in Ezekiel 37 could not be breathed upon those dry bones until the dry bones had come together. So which means that they needed to be in one accord. How are you going to get it? So now, we are in a generation where we are not one with ourselves. We are one beside, one beside, and another one beside. By that I mean your mind is somewhere else, your heart is somewhere else, and your spirit is somewhere else. God has given you both three things. The mind, the heart, the mind, the soul, and the will. Oh, the mind, sorry, the mind, the spirit. Amen? 
and the body. Three things. So now you find that most of the times we are in a time where people will listen to worldly songs and they'll ask, is this wrong or right? So whether or not it's wrong or right, it depends with what spirit is behind and with who you are. Are you in one accord with the spirit of God? Or you are left, right, and center? Or having different locations? So now, I'm going to start first from the body. Amen. I'm going to take the body, then soul, then spirit. And then now I'll explain the two script, the three, the three scriptures. Amen. So now, when we look at our bodies, our bodies are what we call the fallen nature. The fallen man. And this is where sin abided. Because when you go to Galatians 5, it says, the flesh lasted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Then when you look at what we call the things of the flesh, we are looking at masturbation, fornication, drunkenness, and all these other things. But you find that many believers, yes, you are hungry for God. Yes, you want to pursue the things of God, but yet your body is way alive than your spirit. You have not yet come to a point where you can control your mortal body. It was Paul who said that I bring my body under subjection. Lest I, if I preach the gospel, and I be cast away. Why? Because of the things that my body wants to do. You find that certain times you want to pray, you want to read the word, but what happens? Your body is against everything that you want. Yesterday I was sitting with somebody, I told them that there's a difference between Desiring something and wishing for something to happen. Amen. Amen. Most of the times, what we call desire is a wish. Because we say, oh God changed my life, oh God changed my life. I said, I wish. What? You're busy telling yourself about how many things you want God to do for you. But you're not desiring it. Because when you desire, I like the prayer point that one of the intercessors gave, they said, when Anna prayed. She prayed like a mad woman. Why? Because she was desiring the child. She wanted a child. So most of the times, when you have a desire, you pursue the thing. Hello? Amen. If, if you are in a relationship, you desire that person. Your mind and everything about you will be captivated by that person, right? You see? So now, when you desire something from God, that should be the thing that should captivate you. And it should make you take action. Because wishing is, ah, life younger is a What actions are you taking? So you find that when you go to Romans 8, it talks about. You find that you want to do something, but you do not do it. Why? Because of the same point. There is a one accord. One accord. So you find that your body has a life of its own. So if you do not correct the life that your body wants to live, you will never touch everything that God has given for you in this day and age. You will keep on praying sunset to sundown and wondering what's happening. But because you are not seeing what's happening with your body, and what your body is making you do, that's when you are going to miss your blessings. The enemy does not use anything else but yourself to create your own disasters. Yeah. Amen. 
So now we have also what we call a soul. Amen. So now the soul consists of the mind, the heart, and the will. They worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. You find that's the testimony of men. We will come today, pray, we will come today, worship, we will come today, do all sorts of things. Immediately, Sunday or the overnight is done, we are in another kind of lifestyle. The reason I'm talking like this is because of what's happening in our generation. And I'm trying to set the balance before we get to the one accord. Amen. So you find that we are in different places. The mind is somewhere else. Your heart is somewhere else. And what your will wants to do is something else. So, that's the soul. So that's why it says, be not conformed to this world, but be a transformed by the renewing of the If we ask how many people consistently read their Bible here, every day, and how many chapters, we may find it's a crisis. And that's the big, that's the major problem that we find. So the reason I'm doing this is because I'm trying to take you through the fundamentals first. And then now we have the spirit. Everybody has a spirit. But the spirit just doesn't come alone. Okay? Your spirit is supposed to mate with another spirit. So now either you are matching with the spirit of God or the spirit of the enemy. So now when you look at both Ezekiel 37 and Acts 2 and John 20, you are going to look at one thing. This kind or this type people were, let's start with Ezekiel 37, the tripods were scattered, right? So which means the bodies of the bones were in different directions. So you find maybe the mind, where the mind is, the brain here somewhere else and whatnot. And then God said, prophesy. And you find that that's the way it is with certain areas of our lives. They are in different locations. And that's why you find that you cannot make progress because it is not together. So, when the tripods came together, that's the time the Spirit of God came. When the disciples put themselves in one accord, that's the time the Spirit of God came. When you rearrange your life, that's the time you see the Spirit of God come into your life. Because He is the Holy Spirit. He does not come just in any situation, anyhow. He comes and sees whether or not you are worthy of the thing that you are praying for. Whether or not the, the thing that you are seeking for is part of His agenda. Yes, I'm One accord. So you as a believer, you are supposed to set your life together. Set your mind together. Set everything about you together to what the things of Christ. And not just everything. That's the reason sometimes your life will be representing, you'll be saying, I'm a representative of God. Yet, the way your life looks, it looks like you're not living, like there's no God. And people will wonder, where is your God? The reason God will never show up is because you're not putting yourself in order. Hello. Amen. Most people think 
think everything we do is just by our own brute and strength. When you start a business, I will do it by myself, with my own energy, with my own power, with my own finances. When we are in school, we will leave God beside that. Ah, we will press the link. We can tell you about church every day. And yet we forget that it is not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of the living God. So we want to leave God outside. And then only go back to him when our problems persist. In short, you have to use God. And that's why you find that things will remain the same forever and ever. Amen. So you have to come to a point where you push yourself together. Your body, your soul, and your spirit should seek those things that are of God. Set your affections towards the things of God and see how God sets his affections towards your things. It was when Pelina prayed, Anna prayed. But her mind, her body, and everything in her stopped thinking about how she wanted to make the other person jealous. Everything in her was thinking about, oh, how? How is this going to change God? Or how is this going to make God's purposes move? It was when she changed her prayer point and said, God, give me and I'll give you back. Some of you, God gave you finances to start your businesses, but you forgot to give him back what belongs to him. Hello? Some of you, God has done so many marvelous things in your life, and yet you forgot to give him the credit. You pass your exam and you go, ah, did I pass? I always go in that. Hello? This, this is the major problem with Christians. One and the other side, the other side. Then I will leave God and only come back to Him when it's necessary. Or when the struggle is real. God is not to be used. I like several scriptures in the Bible that are great, but two particular ones, blind Bartimaeus and two blind men. God gave them a miracle, and after giving them a miracle, they had two options. Celebrate the miracle that they got and go home, or walk with the miracle winner and see many more miracles. Do you know which of the two they chose? They chose to walk with the miracle winner. Because a miracle that happens once, it is never enough. Hello? Yeah. A miracle that happens once is never enough to transform your life. That's why even when the Spirit of God came on the day of Pentecost, it was never enough to sustain their fire. That's why they had to ask for more, that they may be more courageous, that they may be more God. Everything we do is not by our own strength. The only reason why things will never work is because we are trying to do it on our own. Where is God in everything? When you are praying, are you praying prayer points that you have written in the list? Or you are going to ask God, God, what do you want me to pray for? God, what is your purpose in this time? God, what is your purpose over my life in this time? 
So you seek ye first the kingdom of God. But many of us are seeking our own. You know, it was when I realized that both God and the devil answer prayer. And I learned to say, God, what do you have to pray for? Because there are certain times most of us we will go and pray only when we need something. When that thing comes, you forget your God. And then when you lose that thing, you go back to your God. Amen. So, God is seeking people who are going to seek Him in truth and in spirit. God is seeking people who are going to rise and make change. God is seeking people who have given their whole lives to Him. Not partly the world that trying to justify is worldly music correct or wrong? It's wrong. It's not right. Because by what spirit do you hear those words? Are those words coming just as mere words or they are coming as spirit? Because the Bible says the words that I speak to you, which means the words of God, are spirit and they are life. When Ezekiel was in the spirit, what was he speaking? Spirit and life. Hello. Amen. So the words that, this, that you speak, the words that other people speak into your life, the words from the soul are spirit. But you have to ask yourself, is it spirit and life appearing or spirit and death? Hello? Music is good. I don't even know why I've grown so much on music. Music is good. It's nice to listen to songs. But what are they doing to you? In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. That shows you that words are spiritual. It says that in the beginning, the only words that existed were the words of God. And the Word was God Himself. Until destruction came, that's when we had words that spoke death into people's lives. That's why Proverbs 19 verse 21 says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So when people are singing towards your ears, what are they speaking? Life or death? That's why you can start something and yet the spirit that you are attracting is repelling the spirit of God from working into your life. Moved into the world when the Spirit of God came upon them. And 
God is trying to enlist people, but people are also doing their own things. Hallelujah. It's nice to pray. But who are you praying for? Because if your spirit is away from God, if your heart is away from God, and you're only using your mind to say, I grew up as a Christian, I'm only going to change because of my friend. And you're using that as a platform to pray or to read your weight. You will never receive the fullness of God. Amen. So now the prayer points is together. Your life must be together. And then now watch how God's prophecies manifest. Amen. Your life must be together and watch how God's prophecies Manifest. Even for you to move from point A to point B, you need God. It's not by might, nor by power, but it is by the Spirit of the living God. Amen. So do not expect to do things in your own strength. Do not expect to do things in your own mind. Ask God to help you. Ask His Spirit to come upon you. Even your prayer life can change. The Bible says, He who is the least in the kingdom of God is as great as John the Baptist. As great as John the Baptist. And John the Baptist had the spirit of the light. When Elijah prayed, what happened? Things changed. Elijah would say, today there will be no rain. And he goes and prays his glory. And you find that in those days they did not have the full measure or the full spirit of God like we do. That's why Jesus said, the least in the kingdom. When you pray, you are the least in the kingdom. You are like John the Baptist. So which means your prayers are saying that they do a lot of damage. But because of mind decide, heart decide, spirit somewhere else, you find that it doesn't become as effective as it's supposed to be. Amen. Amen. God wants to do something new in each and every one of our lives. Amen. So now it's, it's not up to God only, it's also up to you. Amen. It's not up to God always. It's also up to you. So now, in closing, I'm going to talk about one last thing. When God blesses you with a person, such as our mother here, celebrate and honor her. Do not only celebrate and honor her. Believe in her. The major mistake that we have Zambians why the Zambia church is not as expansive as the Nigerian is because Zambians mostly look to Nigeria. They do not believe in the men and women of God that God has given you. You see, it took Ezekiel to prophesy to the dry bones. It is when God has given you that will prophesy into your life that will determine how your life moves. Hello? Just one last scripture, Second Chronicles 20, 20. 
find that mom may have the keys to unlock your destiny, but because you do not believe in what God has invested upon her, you will think what she's speaking is mere words. It is quite costly for you to be a preacher or a man of God because you lose your life in it. Sorry. Um, is that scripture? And it says, And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tokoa. And as they went forth, Joseph had stood and said, Hear me, O Judea, ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Tell yourself, tell your neighbor, but God establishes you. God establishes you. Interesting, next scripture. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Tell your neighbor, prophets prosper you. So, minus you believing in the prophet that God has given you, you can never prosper. You will find that your business starts and collapse. Starts and collapse, starts and collapse. You see, if the tripods, if Ezekiel did not prophesy to the tripods that they may receive the breath of life, they wouldn't have been begun to move. They wouldn't have been the army of God that God had intended for them. You cannot be who you want to be, or you cannot be who God has pretended you to be, minus believing in the people that God has given you. Because when they are in the spirit, they are the ones who are speaking towards your business. But your inability to believe in them is what will. You see, God had promised the children of Israel that it would take them 400 years in order for them to come out of Egypt. Amen? Amen. 400 years had reached. That's the time Moses had started killing those Egyptians in Egypt. But then, the Israelites themselves had asked, Moses, who has made you judge over us? So now, they did not understand that Moses was already the deliverer. And that's why God extended to another 40 years. When they started crying to God, saying, God, deliver us. That's when God said back for Moses and said, okay, Moses, come here, go here, man. But now they've understood that now they need you. So if you do not understand the necessity of why God brings a woman of God or a man of God into your life, you shall miss what God has intended for you. Don't forget, it took Ezekiel to prophesy to the temple. It takes a prophet to prophesy into your life that this may be moving. Because the prophet is just not only a prophet. A prophet is a priest. So even when they stand on the altar and they speak words, they do not only speak mere words. They are speaking life and spirit into your life. Therefore, every limitation and every other spirit that is trying to hinder you must leave and obey to what the woman and men of God are speaking of my life. What limited Ezekiel here in the spirit? Nothing. When he spoke, try for According to the command of God. The tripods came together. And after the tripods came together, again, the prophesied and says, Let the prayer of God. Genesis when God breathed into man. 
That's the only time man became a living soul. So things in your life will not begin to live until you have a prophet prophesied.
what they do. You are expecting more of the demonic than you are God. Amen. Amen. So, as Christians, one, we have to put ourselves in order. Tell your neighbor in order. Let's not play casual Christianity. If you are a casual Christian, you end up a casualty. So let's not play casual Christianity. In these businesses, in these uh, workplaces, in these schools where you go, not everyone is of God. So if you don't take your God seriously, then they take whatever they believe in seriously. And guess what? It's in your place. So wait on you. Wait on you. Wait on you. Salvation, I want to get that. Don't push Wait on you. Lord Jesus. Where did I leave you? Because it looks like there's uh, somewhere else. Work on yourselves. That's the first thing. Two, work on your belief in who God has given you. Otherwise, you shall remain a captive, thinking God is unfair. But because of our inability to recognize who God has given us, that's how we suffer or we No matter how many prophecies they can give, the prophecy will not be prosperous. Why? Because you did not believe in who God gave. When Elijah spoke, it was as though God had spoken. If you look at the scriptures, Elijah did not consult God. Consult another angel. God was between him and his God. He shut the heavens and God said, God will move and she will feed you. Imagine. So for a person to be a prophet over your life, or to just be servant of God. Just know God has invested heavy. And they have sacrificed their lives. And you want to take it casually. These are the simplest things. If you just understand these two things and you want it, leave me you. No gate of hell will prevail. No limitation can prevail. What we call a case awaits spoken. And the words that are spoken are dead. And so you find things start, things stop, things start, things stop. Why? Because somebody spoke dead. But they did not only speak dead, they spoke it with a sacrifice. So even if they are called, the sacrifice is speak. So when the prophet is speaking, Sometimes they are rewriting what has already been spoken. But if you do not believe, go ahead, you can Same stage, same pace. You go forward, you move backwards. You go forward, you move backwards. So as you are working on yourself, work on this habit. Believe us. At school, we go with a book and a pen. It is only in church where we come and we see. No book, no pain. So you find that he as I was speaking, God was speaking to people differently according to 
different situations. But you find that you are going to forget this by tomorrow, three days, one week. And what are you going to refer to when time of crisis comes? Or what are you going to refer to to help you grow? Or what are you going to refer to for you to remember? It's for you to remember. But it's here to come, you see it. You may fold your hand, you do what? And you expect your destiny to change. Hello? Amen. So these are some of the things that you can. Why God spoke to you one month, one year ago. And God wants to refer to you to what he spoke one year ago. But because you do not have it written down, what will what, what will happen? What's it? Because for me, I remember I was in a crisis, I think, three months ago. And when I opened one of my old books I used to write, I checked. The solution to my crisis was in the book. And it was something I learned from another man of God. And I said, Please God. But you want to go to refer to in times of crisis? What are you going to remember? This is what God spoke to me. We write so that we revise when we are at school. Whatever we are to revise, Papa Bangi, we change system alone. So the moment you are, moment you are I don't know how the weight sticks. So you find you are also on the same page in your Christianity. These are principles of growth. But not only the principles of growth. These are principles that you need in order for you to move in these end times. There will be a time the way the of God won't be there. If you go Google scriptures that are missing and check your Bible, you find that a lot of scriptures are missing. Especially for those with good news, Bibles, NIV, Amplified. So these are things I'm trying to teach you. So in fact, if you don't learn now, you won't have a reference point. So take God seriously. Take your life seriously. No one is going to take your life seriously for you. It takes you to change your life. It takes who God has given you to change your life. And it takes you to believe in God for God to change your life. And the disciples not follow Jesus. They wouldn't have had their lives changed. Peter would have stayed thinking he was a fisher of men, or fisher of fish, and yet God had purposed him to be a fisher of men. Elisha would have thought he was a plowman in the garden, and yet he was a plowman of God. Some of you may think what you are studying is what you are meant to do. Oh, it's a technique. What God has purposed for you. 